Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Have a seat. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, Generally, we do announcements, but I still want to do that today. And so uh, I want to talk to you a little bit. I kind of want to talk about your heart a little bit. We are in a new sermon series uh, called In Training. In Training. Can I tell you something? That you are constantly in training as a believer. Okay? Some of y'all, one person knew that. Okay, that's cool. Um, You are constantly in training as a believer. Uh, And and so... um, I want to talk a little bit about this, and I want to read you a couple Bible verses that you probably already know. Um, but l- let's jump right into this. First Timothy chapter four, verse six through eight. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Jesus Christ. Okay, what things? I mean, I, I, if if Paul is writing to Timothy, Paul is the mentor. Timothy is the mentee, and he's saying, "Put this before the brothers." Okay, and you'll be a good servant of Christ. I want to be a good servant of Christ. What things? Let's look at this. <clears throat> Being trained in the words of faith and the good doctrine that you have allowed have nothing to do with... What, what, what did we say last week? Look at this. You have nothing to do with... Look, silly myths. What, what is a silly myth? It's a falsehood. Uh, they, in that time, they um, attributed uh, the way things were happening to gods and false gods and mythology. Does that make sense? And, and Paul is saying, "Put that away. Don't, don't, don't do anything that's you know what uh, irreverent. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't have anything to do with these kind of of things." All right, let, 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 let's, let's look, keep going. Have nothing to do with these things. Rather, train yourself for godliness. Train yourself for godliness. Train your, come on, I was about to play Rocky up in here. Listen, I'm saying, eye of the tiger, a little eye of the tiger, a little training. Come on, anybody ever trained for anything? Come on, listen. No, nobody? Y'all never trained for anything? All right, cool. I remember when I was in eighth grade, I had to train in keyboarding class. And I had to get the front row. Anybody have to get the front row? And you had to stretch. And my pinky wouldn't get up. It was very hard. And I almost didn't pass the class because I was in training. I said, never used my pinky that way before. Training. Anybody ever trained for anything? Come on. Anybody ever ran? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't do that. You know, anybody, anybody ever diet? <laughs> Woo! talk listen for the whole body training is of some value okay i remember the first time my friend asked me it was about 20 years ago 15 years ago maybe he was like let's do p90x i was like sure then i started it then i was like i hate all y'all i hate tony i hate you you know what i'm saying and, and, and it's crazy because he was, he was wanting us to be happy while we were dying. He was like, smile. I don't want to smile. 
And I want to cuss. Come on. <laughs> Training isn't easy. Training's hard. Okay, look at this. For some godly, for, for look at this. For the body, training has some value, but godliness is a value in every way. As it holds promises for the present life and for this life to come. Now, I don't know about you, but I would hate for you to be in church most of your life and not know the promises. Would you feel like you were robbed a little bit if you came and there was an opportunity for a different life, a better life, a life of promise, a life of destiny, and you heard a lot, but the only thing you ever heard was about Jesus dying on the cross for your sins. While that is awesome, that is the beginning, and I'm telling you that that payment gets you to change Free, broken, song. We just saying that, that moment gets you into this whole other idea that there is more for you than just saying a prayer and inviting Jesus to be the Lord of your life. There are promises available and there is a life available if you will train. If you will train. There's a big difference between Teaching and training. We frequently do classes, Katie and I, with, with all of our young parents, parents, and, and we talk about the difference between teaching and, and training. Yeah. Teaching is more theoretical. It's conceptual. Teaching is giving and dispensing information. Can I tell you that your kids will not thrive if there is only teaching, you have to train them. The Bible says train a child in the way they should go. It does not say teach them in the way they should go. If your lecture is louder than your application, you will not produce any. Stop. I can't even go there. Listen to what I'm saying. Training is different. Training is application. It's more developmental. It's molding. It's repetition. It's consistency. Training is different than teaching. It's not that we don't teach. We show the word picture, but then we break the word picture down and actually have application so that they can practice what we've been teaching. Come on, does that make sense? In other words, we've got to model it. Mom and dad have to model it. We have to model it in the home. And so there's different, that's why we can't just preach on and teach you about marriage. Yeah, we can teach you and we can give you a lot of great concepts. But if all we do in marriage is teach you how to have a great marriage, you will not have a great marriage because you got to, come on, you got to train. You got to train that. Res- I didn't mean to say it like that. I was in the car yesterday. I said something. She was like, are you mad? I was like, no. She was like, you said it mad. And I was like, I'm kind of mad. <laughs> Come on. I'm kind of mad. What are you mad at? And then we have to talk about it. And then I have to see her perspective. And she has to see my perspective. And we begin to talk. And we get to, like, training is the work. Teaching. Oh, every man should be a prophet, a priest, and a provider. Amen, Pastor. When you leave that concept, what do you do? I don't know what that means. Okay? Well, guess what? You will have what you've trained, not what you think. 
Come on, hear me. Training. We are in training. That's why we come to church. That's why we engage in life groups. That's why we are constantly in training. And Paul said, I beat my body daily so that I can win Christ. In other words, I'm always, don't think that. Don't feel that. Don't do that. Uh, Don't walk, go there. Uh, I'm beating because I'm in training because there's promises, come on, available for me. You were only as strong as your training. <laughs> when we begin to start talking about training, you know diet's a part of training. Dang it. Come on, I'm coming for some of y'all. Listen, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard on me. Listen, I didn't want to preach this message. I wanted, to pre- I wanted to preach how sweet God is. And I wanted to have donuts up here. Come on, little honey buns. Come on, where my honey bun people at? Come on, listen. Listen, little ramen. Come on, you know what's up. How sweet it is to be loved by Jesus. But sometimes you got to train. You got to train. And I want my assignment today is meal prep. Meal prep. Because here's the deal you will serve and be what you eat. What are you eating? Do we have any meal prep people? Come on, y'all meal prep people. Listen, meal prep, I thought we were meal prep people, but until I realized that meal prep is a whole nother level, okay? A whole nother level. And our meal prep looks like this. You know, uh, Katie says, what do you want to eat? Then she sits for two hours and makes a list. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm getting, I'm getting my pre-shopping on, Okay. Then, then after the list is done, come on, an hour to two hours of thinking and pondering and calendar and looking and see if we're going to be home. Then we actually go shopping. I never shop like that. Come on, when I was young, I was like, what do I want? Bam, 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 bam. Done. Come on. Where are my shoppers like that? How many of y'all like that? Thank you. Thank you. My wife learned real quick, don't send me to the store. You know what I'm saying? We coming back with some. I remember one time uh, we kind of live on a budget, and we kind of Dave Ramsey. We do the budget, and, the, and she was like, uh, "What did you buy?" And I was like, "I went shopping," and it was like chips, snacks, snacks. And she was like, "Well, what did you spend? All of it." <laughs> well, we got ice cream. We got the essentials. Come on, listen. Uh, there's some funny. Uh, I feel like we're in a culture of people who like take meal prep to the next level it's like you know what i'm saying it's not just a list and a menu and we know what we're going to have for the week it is every saturday from 8 to 12 we are cooking and assembling all of our food all week long come on anybody meal preppers y'all meal prep listen i i you're so uh, you're awesome um i do it i hate leftovers anyway um <laughs> but there's some funny memes Okay, what if I told you that eating healthy is eating normally? Okay, just some little memes, little memes. Here's the next one. Is uh, fit people be like meal prep? Okay, some people just like meal prepping. Like I'm on the subway, but I got a little time. Let's get that, let's get that done. Uh, this would be mine. This is my meal prepping. Come on, come on. Can I get an amen? Come on, hallelujah. I decided to give this meal prep thing a try. He ordered a large pizza and did Monday, Tuesday. Was it? That's what I'm talking about. Listen, 
another funny one, uh, you can go ahead and put that on there, is this. For, uh, so I did, we did meal prep just a couple of times, and I, I, decide, I told my wife, I was like, we're going to grill. I'm going to grill everything. So I did like ribs and hamburger and, and chicken and whatever. And by the end of the day, it was gone. You know what I'm saying? And, and I was like, maybe this is not good. <laughs> and so uh, sometimes I meal prep for the week, and sometimes I eat all seven containers. Come on, at once. Where, where you at? Come on, I hope you feel me. Listen, this verse is, is very interesting, and I want to kind of dive into it. And, and, and before I dive into it, I want to talk to the Timothys in the room. The Timothys in the room are young believers that are passionately called by God. Something's playing. And, and, and they, they, they are in the service of the ministry, okay? And they're growing, and they're leading, and they're doing. Look at this verse again. Can you put, go back and just put that up real quick? If you put these things before the brothers, 1 Timothy chapter 4, 6 through 8. Look at this. Just, just leave it there for a second. Put these things before the brothers. In, in, in other words, there's this idea that while I love everybody serving and I love everybody coming and I love everything that everybody does and I believe that there's a mantle on this house to develop leaders and God is bringing people here for us to develop, come on, leaders. You need to put something before people. Listen, here's the, th here's the thought. Is Paul could see that Timothy was rushing to help people, but Timothy said, come on, listen, a little airplane, a little airplane, if the cabin pressure decreases, we need you to put the mask on you first, and then the, we got a lot of people burning out in ministry because they're not feeding their soul, they're not feeding their spirit, and they have not, they've chosen to love other people and give to other people and love their brother and answer every phone call of drama and issue and problem, and they have negated their own soul, and they're no longer eating. And Paul knew that, guess what, Timothy, you will not make it long if you go weeks, if you, go, if you get in the habit of serving people, you will eventually begin to serve them on empty. And you will have nothing, because here's the deal, I am the conduit through your life. And so what you actually have to give is only me. And so if I'm not there building in you, then you are giving out of the flesh, and it really won't produce anything great. Come on, does this make sense? Your spiritual development, your words. How are your words? When adversity happens, how are your words? Are your words like a YouTube motivational? Or are your words faith? I'm going to do it. Like, no, no difference between you and, rock, and the rock and awesome music and a bunch of muscles. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but the truth of the matter is you, you talk like an overcomer, but when we dive down into it, it's an overcomer of your, because you, it's flesh. It's not because you need help. It's not because I can't do it on my own. 
It's because, oh, I have the willpower and I can do it myself. And the truth is, you can't. You can't. And as soon as you learn that, Timothy's, that it's not about your talent. It's not about your, 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 your acumen. It's not about how smart and intelligent you are. Come on, listen. It's about if you can put something in and build a foundation over a long, come on, period of time. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19 through, 20, 19 through 24. Um, let's uh, look at this, okay? Ephesians chapter 4, 19 through um, uh, 24. Let's look at this. Uh, oh, that, that's a, I was like, that's not right because I was in Philippians. All right, look at this. Look at this. It says this. Actually, I'm going to go up to 18. They don't have it, uh, so sorry. It, that's on me. Um, but I want to read it to you just so you have context. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. And they are darkened, listen, in their understanding. Come on. Aligned, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Okay, now I'm going to say something. You're going to feel like it's totally insensitive. I'm not calling you ignorant. I'm just saying you're ignorant. (laughs) And I know that there are some great thinkers in here. But what are we ignorant of? We are ignorant sometimes of the fact that we cannot do it ourselves. We are ignorant of the fact that sometimes our time, our talent, the treasures, the things that we've done. You know, being a success in this world doesn't automatically mean your success and you're growing your spiritual life. Do you know you could be receiving the applaud and attention of people and be ignorant? Come on, look at, does it make sense? Okay, now look at this, look at this. Um, due to the hardness of their heart, the hardness of your heart. That's why you will hear us talk a bunch about your heart. That's why we do worship. That's why I talked about what I talked about. Here's the deal. The first and best thing that you can manage, come on, is not your 401k. It's not the stocks. Come on, it's your heart. And out of your heart is the wellspring of everything. Your heart determines. It's the rudder that your ship moves on. And come on, can I tell you, if there are a bunch of family problems, it's heart. If there's a bunch of conflict, it's heart. 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 And you can't, listen, I've learned, I keep learning it. I can't control people. I want to. I remember when it was so easy, I could tell my kids jump off the roof. They'd be like, you okay. Now I'm like, hey, jump off the road. You're crazy. You can't catch me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, me and my wife wanted children. We didn't ask for opinions. Those came too. Listen, I just want a, ch- I just want a little baby. I want a little baby. Then that baby's challenging me all the time. And go back to being a baby. We got six people in our home, and listen, 
It's awesome when everybody's heart's right. But one heart off. Does that make sense? And so, it's me, it's me, it's me. Woo, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> but, but it's somebody all the time. Let's keep reading. <coughs> it says this, 19. They have become calloused, calloused, and have given themselves up to sensuality and the, the greedy uh, to practice every kind of impurity. But that's not the way. You've learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth in Jesus. Listen to this. Put off your old, stanky, nasty, frustrated, vindictive, offended self. Put it off. Put it off. <laughs> if we are going to be clear, most of our relationships are assessing other people and trying to take off their old stuff. Oh my gosh, I really see some issues in your life. Come over here, let me undress the sin in your life. Does any wonder why people leave church rejected? God doesn't say for you to take it off on somebody else. It says to take your stuff off. And here's the deal. You got stuff. <laughs> there is stuff in you. Don't be ignorant to that. God didn't judge you because of that, but he wants you to walk in the promise. Come on, does that make sense? Which belongs to the former, former manner of life. In other words, you used to live under a different menu. You used to live under a different menu. And now, listen, listen, look at this. With your former life, and it's corrupt through deceitful desires. There are desires that you have that a desire to be loved, appreciated, admired, known, what a lust, whatever. It doesn't matter. But these desires are not from pure motives. They're from, come on, does that make sense? Yeah. Being something, being somebody, being important. And if you're not careful, you will navigate relationships in your life by desires that sound good but are wrong. Well, how do we know that? We know that because um, uh, Peter begins to tell Jesus, bro, I got you back. Nobody's going to take you on my watch. And Jesus' response when he's about to go to the cross is, get behind me, Satan. What sounds good can sometimes be led by a desire of something old. That's why we always have to check. Come on, listen. Ourself. Come on, listen. Don't make me quote the prophet Dre. You got to check yourself before you. Come on. I'm telling you. Listen. <clears throat> Look at this. You have to renew your spirit. You have to renew your mind. You, so, so here's the deal. We don't want a bunch of naked Christians. 
you ain't trying to just I'm taking it off. No, you got to put it on. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, not only do we taking it off, but you got to put it on. And so you got to put on this. You got to put on the, come on, the, the helmet of salvation, the righteousness plus faith, the girl of the truth, the shield of faith, sword of the spirit. You got to put on some stuff. You take off some stuff, and you put on some stuff. So take on, put off. Nobody leaves the house just taking off pajamas. If you do, please don't host the life group. I'm just going to say that. But you actually have to put on and come on. I remember when we got into a wreck. And it was so hard for me to put on my sleeves. It was hard. I couldn't move my hand. Sometimes it's hard to begin to put on new things. But that's the calling of God on your life. If you want to be, in, look at this, in the likeness of God. Let me talk to you Pauls real quick. You Pauls. People who have been in the faith, who have studied, who you are, have now produced some things in your life, and you're not waking up every day thinking, I'm going to go run out and, you know, commit murder. I'm not going to run out and sell drugs to children. I'm not going to run out. Like, I'm, like I'm, 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 the old things have left, and I'm, it's, come on, does that make sense? You Pauls. Let me caution you in this verse, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19. If you can put it back up there, I just want them to see this. In verse 20, it says this, but that is not the way. That is not the way. And in our super sensitive society, that everything is, uh, 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 there, there are no absolutes and everything is subjective. Can I tell you that we need you to do two things if you're a Paul, come on, in this church. We need you to continue to guard your heart that you do not get calloused. And we need you to begin to teach people that is not the way. Now, this letter is written in the context of relationships, so we are not legalistic. I don't need you to post on social media, that is not the way. <coughs> because I'm a Paul. What I need you to do is get in relationships with people where people want to read your content and they want to understand and know you through relationship when you can get in proximity and you can have conversations through love that get to that's not the way. That's not the way. If you want to grow, that's not the way. If you want to have a marriage, that's not the way. If you're going to parent this child and they're not going to totally, that's not the way. We're not controlling you. We're not mad. This is not rejection because correction is not rejection because God loves to correct those that he, come on, help me, loves. And we are a super sensitive society where how dare you? How dare you? That's not the way. That's not the way. That, it didn't say, listen, 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 listen. I, I need you to see this. It doesn't say that's not our way. It says that's not the way of Christ. That's not his way. Does that make sense? In the way that we've learned Christ, that's not the way. It's not our way, the house way, the, the, the church way, the based on what church you go to. It's our way. No, no, no. That's not the way. 
So you're going to have to, you're going to have to have conversation pause to help people <coughs> begin to move into what people have been called to do. And that's why we want a multi-generational, multicultural church. People look around all the time and they're like, wow, there's a lot of young people. Yeah, there's a lot of Timothys. And they're going to climb mountains that you, when you look at it, over 45 or 50, you're like, oh, yeah. I just, I need an atomizer just looking at the mountain. Because I'm not going to go climb that. But then we need some Pauls that say, baby, that's not the way. And the reason I'm telling you is not because you're bad. The reason I'm telling you is because I want you blessed. Does this make sense? It's not the way. We can become callous. How do we become callous? Uh, ministry above intimacy. Stress. Hurt. Compromise. You pause. Listen, when you're young, you're not hurt. You're like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm running hard after God. When you become a Paul, you have stories. You have stories of John Mark. Where Paul and John Mark had issues. You, had, you have stories of Peter sitting with the wrong people and having a moment of prejudice. You have stories. And on Paul's, I'm just going to tell you, don't have a hard heart. Is this good? Is this how? Is this, you've, okay. Throw it off. Throw it off. When I was younger, we used to say pop your collar. I don't know what y'all say now. You know what I'm saying? But, but I feel like we don't understand the, the, the value of <clears throat> throwing it off. Like I'm going to throw this off. Not, not I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw off. Way too many people are trying to throw up on their leadership. Listen, every leader here, every life group leader here, you are not a garbage dump for the devil. You don't have to hear everything to be in love. Does that make sense? Your compassion doesn't mean they tell me seven hours of how terrible it is. Come on. As we begin to grow in, into Christ, listen, we've got to begin to change our meal plan and we've got to begin to eat the things that will grow our spirit. And that's what I want to talk about for the next 31 seconds. Okay? <laughs> it's crazy. After 40, everything changed. Where are my over 40 people? Come on. go. Listen, can I just tell you this? Oh, everybody under 40, I didn't want to hear y'all. It changes. It changes. Listen. I remember when I could sleep all the way through the night and then I'd have to pee. <clears throat> Come on, somebody, where are my amens? Listen, everything changes. You get up more in the middle of the night. Your testosterone level changes. So things start to ache. I never had an ache when I was 30. But now I'm like, help. Weather must be coming in. <laughs> Come on. I'm about to change. And my, my, my kids are like, what's wrong with you? Ah, nothing's going to be cold front. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. It's amazing. When I was under 30, I never heard these words. Balanced diet. Eat lean. Portion control. I never. I was like, come on, buffet, baby. 
I actually had the idea that I was going to go to the buffet and I was going to break them. Come on, anybody remember going to the buffet and thinking, <laughs> I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> You're going to hate the day I showed up. <laughs> now, I have to watch everything come in. And I, I, can, I, can I just be transparent with y'all? Just in a moment of flesh, just a moment of flesh. I still love a large pizza. Mm. Stuffed crust. Honey bun. Route 44 Coke with no ice. I love it all. I don't know why. Everything that good tastes bad. See, listen, here's the deal. If God made the honey bun taste like cough syrup, I'm good. But he didn't. Does that make sense? Here is what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say. Is that there are three reasons why we have to spiritually meal prep. The first one is this. What is easy is often unhealthy. The world is offering you things to eat all the time. Consumptions that fill you. And here's the deal. It is a hard place to be when you want to serve the God. Want to serve God but you're full of the world. And the only thing that's going to come, come on, listen to me, is shame. Because you're going to feel like you're unworthy to be in the presence of the king. And the truth is, God has done all that he can to usher you. You've got to change sometimes. What tastes good sometimes is bad. In fact, studies show that what is easy is often unhealthy. Come on, how many of y'all? You've been real hungry? And the last thing you wanted to do was go home and cook. Come on, do I have any sinners in the place? Come on, have them down now. Listen, 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 listen. Come on, I don't know why Keynes is calling to me. Keynes, Stephen, come eat the nectar of God. But here's the deal. I could go home and make a salad. I could go home and cook some salmon. It'd be awesome salmon. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. It, it, fast food. What, what we call it junk food. And, and, it, and could it be that the church isn't thriving because we're eating too much junk? And so here is the tension. The tension is, oh, it's starting to sound a little bit like legalism. I get it. I get it. We're going to have to balance. We're going to have to balance it because I don't want anybody held under pressure. But I also don't want anybody untrained that if I eat that, it will produce this. Does this make sense? And so we're going to have to navigate this with Justin. Mercy. But we're going to have to teach people how to have a thriving, come on, listen, Christian life. The second thing is you're going to have to steer your cravings. How many of y'all know do not shop at Walmart when you're hungry? Listen. I'm like, I want that. I want that. I want that. And my wife's like, you're hungry. And I'm like, I am. Listen. 
You got to know when you're hungry. And that hunger, listen, listen, come on. Now, I need to get in the Word. I need to spend some time. I need to pray. I need to be with my Father. I need, but I'm craving something. And so I'm coping or I'm trying to lash out or I'm trying to do whatever I need to do. And I want to make sure that as a Christian, you have to steer your craving. And your love for God is not going to cause you to end up at the right place. It's a decision, baby. Am I going to go home and not eat the four bowls of puff cereal? Come on, somebody. Mm. Or am I going to go eat a carrot? A carrot. Some hummus. Mm. Wonderful. Come on, listen. All, all I'm saying is I'm, I, this is not about your, your physical diet. It's about the fact that if you want to produce something spiritual, you've got to begin to feed it. And you will crave the wrong thing. I don't need you to feel bad because you crave the wrong thing. I need you to drive it. I need you to steer it. Come on, does that make sense? The last thing, and Ben, y'all can come up, <laughs> is this. We've got to begin to eat what has been prepared with care. Can I tell you this? This book is not outdated. It's not outdated. And so great. Maybe you grew up with King James Version. But, and maybe you need to go ahead and get an ESV. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you need to kind of upgrade. Thou, thou shalt. Maybe you don't like reading Shakespeare every time you open the Bible. But I'm telling you that you're going to have to get into this word. Because here's the deal. It is the thing that is right in a world that's trying to find what's right. And you're going to have to steer into this. You're going to have to read it. You're going to and and listen. When we, it's like anybody. That's why we have Timothy's and Pauls. Because when you start learning something, you're like, I know, I know, I know, I understand. But but and it's good that you know. We're so glad that you know. Now let's develop the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 listen. God has spent time to do a new thing in your life. Will you feed on this? Will you begin to open your Bible and study and, and begin to, come on, wash your mind. The Bible says, I can wash my mind with the water of the Word. This is water. It's water. Some of you are very dry and thirsty. You're thirsty for love. You're thirsty for marriage. You're thirsty for kids. You're thirsty for the next level in your position. You're thirsty. You're thirsty. You're thirsty to be vindicated. You're thirsty to, to get even. You're thirsty for revenge. And you need to be watered. You need to be watered. And I'm telling you, listen, this is how you water. This is how you water. And I just want to encourage you, listen, we're starting a, the series called In Training. And I can't wait because our staff is going to come and, and they're going to minister some. And, and I just want to tell you this, that I believe this is a pivotal shift for our church. And we're actually, because of COVID, we're actually discipling you some in this moment. What are you been eating? What have you been craving? And here's the deal. If we were to look over your, your diet your spiritual diet are you eating 
what will produce a spiritual legacy and heritage? Or are you eating that will eventually disrupt your life and allow the enemy to win? Come on. So here's the thing. We're going to pray. And today I'm praying that you inspect yourself. 45-year-old, 30-year-old, 17-year-old, 60-year-old. You gotta inspect yourself. What am I eating? What am I eating? What have I allowed? What 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 TV shows? What thoughts? What what am I eating? What am I eating? Am I eating thoughts? I, I, listen, I love God and I love church, but I'm just still so mad at my father and I'm eating it. I'm thinking about it. I'm dwelling on it all the time. I'm eating the, the abandonment. I've just been eating that. And I am telling you that you are not abandoned. You are loved. But you're going to have to start eating something different if you want to move into what God has called for you. So can we pray? Come on, bow your heads with me. Come on, we all just lead us in a little quick. Just come on, just let's sing that chains. Come on, just come on all over this place. I'll be leaving the annoyance. Come on, church. <laughs> Jesus, you change everything. Healed. Hope. Hope found. Come on, church. Father, here is our prayer today. Our prayer today is that we put off the old cravings. Come on, we put off the old mindsets. We put off the old lies. And we ask that you begin to renew, come on, a a right spirit. Come on, who wants that right spirit to be renewed and, and moved in them? Colossians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 7 says, For we walk in the flesh, but not wage war of the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. Destroy, look at me, arguments, arguments. What are the arguments in your family? What are the arguments that are going on? You see them as personality, but they may be an assignment to destroy. Come on, arguments. Lofty opinions. Well, I'm right, and I've always been right. I've always been the better child. I've always been the. Come on, lofty opinions that have unbeknownst to you raise higher than the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ every thought this is what transformation looks like and here's what I want to tell you for every woman, every child every man you are in training and so just as a church take two or three minutes and I don't know maybe you need to repent maybe you need to humble yourself and we're just doing this as a church body Father forgive us 
Come on. Come on. Take the leadership of your life. Begin to inspect your soul. God, forgive me. God, forgive me for eating the wrong things. I've been eating comparisons. I've been eating uh, other things that, that the enemy would try to feed. I've been eating on hurt. I've been eating on pain. I've been eating on rejection. I've been eating the fact that I've been passed over by my boss. I've been eating on that. And Father, right now I repent. I repent. Come on, church, all over this place. I repent. God, I seek you. God, I need you. God, I ask that you would create a clean heart in me. Come on, renew my spirit. Make me steadfast. Come on, church. Come on, lean into this moment. Father, begin to move in my life. Heal. Change. Break change. Generational curses. God, we thank you for what you're doing in this place. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said, Amen. Come on, come on, come on. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.